Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Guys, we have a guest on the podcast today. Her name is Erica Zeal. She's a mom of three. An FDN practitioner. Don't ask me what that stands for because I haven't I haven't found out yet. A certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor. Health and it keeps going. Health and nutrition coach. Core exercise and pre postnatal exercise specialist, whose mission is to help women live a healthier life and heal their bodies through movement, wellness, intuition, and breath work. This she she is a woman of many many hats, many hats, and she's crushing it. So and three kids, which is always just so, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm torn because I'm always like really impressed by that, but then it always makes me think like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Man, you're telling me I have no kids. <laughs> I have no kids. And I'm just like, I asked her, I was like, uh, you want to work? You want to work with me? <laughs> she's like, I, <laughs> She's like, one more thing? No, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, thank you. No, but you guys, I hope you really enjoy this podcast. She is a wonderful human doing a lot of amazing things. And me and Gina found so much good information that we we, we learned. We learned something. We learned something. We learned so many things. We like we to learn things. We know you're going to learn something too. So keep listening. Guys, we have Erica Zeal on the podcast today. Uh, this woman is doing a lot of things. Business, mother of three, running a household at-home Pilates studio. Gina, if we had an at-home Pilates studio, do you think we would do Pilates more often? I wouldn't. No. <laughs> I, no, you would, it would just be. <laughs> I don't, are you kidding me? I got a freaking Peloton and wrote it three times, okay? I am not a workout at home person. 
It is tough. It's tough. Well, it's just a motivation thing, right? I, I am not a motivated person and I have no shame admitting that there are some like go-getters like yourself. And it sounds like Erica. And then there are those of us, the not go-getters that, you know, make you guys feel better about yourselves. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, will you, will you give us kind of like a overview of all the things that you do have going on. And then I'm so interested in knowing what it was like when you kind of very first started, you know, doing business and doing fitness, creating all the different training programs that you have. Um, was it pre babies? Was it after you were a mother of three? I want to know all of it. Okay. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) It's a long journey. Okay. Well, I'll keep it, you know, concise. So I really have, I think, always been an entrepreneur. I've just kind of always done my my own thing in a sense. Like even when I was in college studying exercise science before ever even having or thinking about having kiddos of my own, um, I took an interest in prenatal training. And so I actually kind of started working with pregnant moms, um, doing my own business, as well as starting like a full personal training program and everything at the local, well, it became a Y. I think it's all since closed shows my age a little bit, right? Like I have been doing this for a long time, but I am just that person that I like to think outside the box. How can I really help people? What am I seeing that's missing? And, um, I don't do well working for others. You know what I mean? I just, I have tried and I think it does not play well with others. No, I I (laughs) don't in the sense that like, well, in the sense that that's good to know about yourself. Yeah. And I, and I own it now, you know, I finally Mm -hmm. tried it just sometimes here and there. And I'm like, you know, I just don't, because I feel limited. I feel like, well, but I can't, I said, can't do this or that. Okay. You know? So anyway, yeah, I've always kind of done my own thing. Um, and I moved out to Southern California after I graduated from Iowa state to, and I studied Pilates, which, you know, made me fall in love with Pilates. I always say Pilates kind of saved me personally, um, because I dealt with cortisol issues and health issues when I was in my early twenties, late teens. And, um, so yeah, I always love like kickboxing. So I was like, I wanted to teach kickboxing and it was just one of those like meant to be things. My mentor at the time when I was at Iowa state, she was like, no, you really should teach Pilates. She's like, you're really good at it. Like let's, she kind of held my hand and helped teach me anyway. So it gave me this whole, you know, Pilates was really new. Some people still don't even know what it is. Right. And so anyway, when I moved to Southern California, I was like, I dove in head first, did all the training. It was like basically a whole other degree. Um, and started basically for the most part, I've always been like independent contractor, you know, at studios. So it was like me running my own business at someone else's studio kind of thing. Um, and then when I had my first, like, I think the thing I've always loved about my profession is it's very flexible. So it's worked amazingly well as a mom. So I could be training clients, but I had a little flexibility. And I remember my oldest was little, I just had her, I would actually put her in my little wrap and I would go to the studio that I would teach at for like two hours, I only do two hours at a time, but she would just sit there and just watch all the movement. And, um, and obviously my clients loved it. Cause I'm like, Oh, a baby, you know, right, <laughs> like, right. so it was always just, you know, so integrative. And I've always been that person where I think I was working on like, you know, nutritional programming and, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, for clients, because obviously there's more to life than just movement. Um, but that's a big part of what I do. And when I actually was pregnant with my third, I saw a need. I was starting to get this itch to like do something even more than just train clients. And I saw that I was like, wow, what we're doing with 
women and how we're training their core and the prenatal DVDs that were out there at the time. Yes. I done DVDs again, like (laughs) I know like absolutely not, but I did them and I just saw, I was like, we were still teaching crunches to pregnant women. And I was like, no, that was like nails on a chalkboard to me. We cannot do that. You know? So I was like, okay, I'm going to film my own, you know, workout DVD. I had been on set like behind, like the backup girl on some other workouts. So I was like, I could do this. I can kind of direct it. I knew what I wanted. And so I did it. Um, and of course it's so funny. Cause I look back at that. Like now I literally like film in my house or outside with one, maybe two cameras. Um, I have a good mic, but then it was like, we had this whole setup and you just like, don't need to do that anymore. Like a like, yeah, it, full studio. You know? yeah. 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 And so anyway, so it like started from one DVD and then I just like kept creating and I just, I didn't have the best habits. I will be honest when, um, when I was having my kiddos. So they're like, I had three babies within about five years. Like my oldest turned five, two weeks after my youngest was born, which is, it's like a good spacing, mm-hmm. but still kind of close, you know? So you're like constantly sleep deprived. And I just remember, cause my husband was a fireman at the time. So he was gone a lot and I put the kids to bed and then I would go work. Cause I was a night owl. And I would go work till midnight, one, sometimes 2 a.m. I just had all this creative juice that I was like, I got to just like create all this stuff. Um, and sometimes I can't even explain. Like I look back sometimes and been like to people will be like, how did you do all this? I'm like, I don't know. I think I was very sleep deprived and like there was, you know, and, and I wrote a book and I just did all this stuff. And like now, I was actually insane during that period of time. Like maybe I don't <laughs> like know. An actual so... crazy person. Yes. <laughs> so crazy. So I really was so sleep deprived and, um, it's kind of one of those things, you know, when in, um, Jedi, you get this right. Cause when you're in that tired, like you kind of don't realize how tired you are because you're just no. going, well, going, going all the time. Well, it's like our children, right? when they're little, I don't know if you had any of these, some, some kids are little angels and they just go right to bed, but my kids fought it. So, you know, they're like falling asleep and then just like fighting, 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 fighting. And then, you know, trying to like fall asleep again and just trying to stay awake. I feel like that's exactly us. Yeah. I had yes. my middle was my best sleeper. And then I tell mm-hmm. my third, I'm like, I don't even remember. Like, I just don't <laughs> even remember. You must not have been. Cause I just so tired, but then I would see my problem was, as I would stay up because I was that person that was like, just so much stuff in my head. And I was like, if I don't get it out, I'm just going to lay in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, fast forward and finally had some major health stuff down the road and sleep was probably part of it. And I finally realized I was like, Erica, you cannot, you cannot be a night owl. Like as much as you, that is who you are and that is who you've always been, it is really doing damage to your health. And so I had to really start checking myself. I bought an aura ring. Cause I was like, I want to see what's, you know, affecting my sleep and all these types of things. And so, um, you know, through all that, I finally, I think, gosh, that was only been like 2018 when I had a huge health crisis dealing with mold. That's horrible. But anyway, sleep was like a number one thing that I was like, you have to get a hold of your sleep. Um, and so since then I have like calm down on the, like, you cannot stay up late and work on projects. You have to get it into your day. Like, even if it means sometimes you're doing some work on the weekend. So I've learned a lot with having kids and oh, balance is the word that comes to mind, but there really is no such thing as balance. It's this ebb and flow. 
Mm -hmm. right? We're always ebbing and flowing and always having to work with, you know, right now, for example, I'm in the season of, we're finishing up gymnastics competitions where we travel all over. Um, my daughter made varsity. We've got varsity track meets in awful weather. Um, (laughs) and you know, and then my youngest sister has been doing competitive soccer and I'm just like, holy smoke. So it is this, that when we, when you go through these phases, right. You just have to kind of take a step back and be like, Hey, what's my priorities right now? And they can change in a month or two from now. But anyway, that's like, there's been this whole, you know, kind of ebb and flow of running a business, raising kiddos, trying to stay healthy. And, you know, there's a season for each thing and it's constantly evolving. Constantly. And, and, and as mothers, we just don't always get it right. Oh no. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I say now I'm like, oh my gosh, if I were to do you know, all over again, start over, you know, not that I would want to, but I'm like, I just, and again, not hindsight's 2020. Right. And it's like, not that I did anything that was bad raising my kids, but I have, you know, so much more as you get older, um, so much more education, so much more just life experiences. And I'm like, Oh, I would have done things a little different, not a lot different, but you know, a little different. And again, but it's never too late. I feel like you know, it's never too late to work, to evolve and change yourself. And then you're being a good role model for your kids. And my kids are right at that age where we're like entering the teen years. So they're very, you know, very easily influenced and, you know, so. Oh yeah. That's, it's like a whole other world of problems. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. So me. far, terrifying. So far, we've been good so far. So far. So good. Got one, but I know Brooke yeah. was talking about that little foot necklace. And I was like, well, it's not a joint. <laughs> Hey, it's not been there, been there with my kids. Hey, hey, hey it's, there's joints laying around the house. Hey, they're feet. And it's not yeah. like a dicks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to, and I, it, it literally, it, it just the idea of having a teen <laughs> scares the living shit out of me, probably well, mostly because of, you know, observe, like, very closely observing Gina's youngest kind of go through those years. Brooke and I became friends when Ruby was just like 12, 12, 13. (laughs) And she is definitely the youngest and definitely my sassiest. And there were times when Brooke Brooke would just look at me like, you know, you get so used to being abused. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Yeah. You just get so used to it that it's like, kind of like, okay, like I'm going to pick my battles. It can't be every single one. You know, it can't be every single eye roll or It'd be anything like, like that. And Brooke would just be like, oh my God. I'm like, I know. Yeah. So you do tired. have to pick your battles. Yes. 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 No, it, it'd be like this, something like Ruby would, you know, do, she'd act out and I'd be like, and I'd look at you and be like, you're going to let her talk to you like that. <laughs> got my ass kicked I'd be like yes this time yes I'm exhausted <laughs> she's like not today. yes I am not today not today <laughs> today's not the day <laughs> well and now she is wonderful so you know they just not they today. go through that I know there's phases yes let's go through phases Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What was the thing when you were in school and you were really diving deep into like uh, pre and postnatal exercise? Was there anything specific that kind of drew you to it the most? So it was interesting. I, I tried to ask myself that same question because like all my papers I did in college um, because my diving into the pre postnatal world was not a requirement. It was something I, I discovered somewhere along the way in exercise science. And I think I must've come across research that was done in the 1980s. That was when a bulk of the prenatal exercise research was done. And, and I was just fascinated at the pregnant body. Cause I think so many times we look at pregnant women is like, they're so fragile. Don't hurt yourself. Like that kind of thing. And, and this was still of the era, which is still exists, but it's getting better where it was like, oh, well, if you haven't been exercising, don't start when you're pregnant. Right. And I, I think that's some of that the worst advice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go starting like doing CrossFit or like, don't start running. Like, yeah, there's like common sense, but, um, but movement like in a way that's very nourishing to the body, which is what I teach. I don't just teach like hit and like, you know, yeah. I don't teach workouts Max to like jumps, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I teach, I teach move, movement as I like to call it, not just exercise. Cause it's really, we need to nourish our body, especially as women. And, you know, that whole pre postnatal time in life is so important for a woman, whether, you know, even if you're, you haven't had kids yet, but you may someday, or you're way past, like just understanding what your body can go through its potential, what it has gone through in either, you know, direction. And it's like, there's so much healing potential in our body. And I was just, I think really driven that there was amazing research out there. And yet it was not translating in the world of medicine and what women were being told. And, and obviously even what I knew at that time was very little to what I've discovered now, because I've worked now with not just pre and newly postpartum women, but women of all ages, men, athletes, you know, and so it's been very interesting to just just all the stuff I've discovered over the years and learned and put the pieces together. I like to call myself, I'm a little bit of like a movement and health detective. Or I like to connect the dots. And I think that's partly why I'm like, don't work well for other people. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, you might learn that from fitness, but I've learned all of this from fascia and deep core and like all these other things. And I'm like, and so if you stay in this little box over here of fitness, you're missing like 
all this other potential that the body is really capable of, right? There's, there's the fascia, there's the deep core, there's the pelvic floor, there's mindfulness, there's breath, there's like all these, all these pieces. And so that's what I've loved to do over the years is just how everything we can integrate and really nourish our body. Um, and so I really all just started back in college. I think honestly, going into that prenatal population pretty early on, even before I was having my own kiddos really helped kind of jumpstart me to look outside the box for healing opportunities for women and preparing our bodies for, you know, it's a big event. There's a lot of changes that take place and we don't have to suffer in pain. And that's always my, one of my biggest messages I always like to share with women because I end up working with so many women who have been told by multiple doctors or surgeons or therapists or whatever that like, Oh, you're going to have to have surgery or you're going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life. And I'm like, uh, yeah, in my world, no, <laughs> there's right. like, I see, I worked, we've worked with thousands and thousands of moms today. And it's just, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What our bodies are capable of. We just have to like, you know, learn and understand right. and educate ourselves. Like I'm really living on education. I, well, that was, I have a question about that. So yeah. you're saying that, that most of the information was coming out of studies from like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming those, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. We're men. So it was, well, no, or for the prenatal women actually figuring out the prenatal stuff for women. No. So it was a, so Dr. James Clapp was a man mm-hmm. who started doing research on pregnant women. Now he was doing it specifically from a more cardiovascular perspective and Which I know what that is, but Brooke Max. doesn't. Oh, okay. Daniel. I know what it is, but my friend here. Yeah. I I mean, I know exactly what Mark Cordial is, but Brooke doesn't. So can you explain what that is? So your cardiovascular endurance, right? Like how, like when we go walking or running, like how quick does your heart rate go up and how much can you tolerate? Right. So the more out of shape you are, the quicker you're going to get with it. Right. And the, uh, the stronger you are, you know, the more endurance you can have. And so, right. We were telling women at the time, pregnant women, like, oh, you can't like, oh, you better be careful don't want to hurt the baby. Right. You can't exert yourself. Right. And honestly, the body is so amazing that your body will tell you that it's like, Ooh, time to slow down because you can't keep up with your breathing. Like the baby is so protected. And there is even research to show like, um, I, I don't vocalize this too much and I never tell women to test it, but I just love that there's research out there. Like, you know how we're told when we're pregnant, like don't overheat, don't get too hot. Mm Do you know, what's amazing. Do you know why you sweat more when you're pregnant? because that's your body's ability to like regulate your temperature. You sweat more when you're pregnant so that your temperature doesn't rise. Too oh, high. interesting. So you the to body keep the baby at that temperature it needs yeah. to be. Oh, wow. So the chances of your body actually overheating are very, very slim, especially if you're well hydrated, well nourished, you know, common sense things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I also think that's like an interesting topic of conversation that it's like, no, there's stuff out there. We just aren't ignoring it. Um, and then, so that was more geared around like the physical fitness and how much our blood volume increases. You guys want to hear a really interesting uh, piece of information. And this yes. has been my, my take on why, um, some professional athletes have been able to break their own records or break, like have their PRs after like a couple years after having a baby. Yeah. I definitely want to hear okay. that theory. Cause I've heard this, like you always hear like, you know, in dance for me or in a lot of sport is like once you have a baby, they, you're, they say you're, you tap into like a whole nother level of strength that you didn't have before. Yeah. And so a big part of that is because your blood volume increases when you're pregnant. And so if you are an athlete and you know how to train yourself, 
Um, and you stay, you know, you keep your strength and cardio up to a point during pregnancy. Um, and then you can get back on that within reason, of course, listening to your body and not damaging your pelvic floor postpartum, you can keep that blood volume higher longer than if you don't do anything, it'll just go down. And so it's like, um, so you've got higher blood volume, right? So you're oxygenating more easily. That's my theory from the research. I don't hear anyone else talking about that. (laughs) Maybe I'm opening a whole can of worms that I shouldn't be talking about, but that's my theory as Mm -hmm. to why you see some female athletes breaking their own records, like about, it's about two years. Um, and I remember asking Dr. Cloud, I was just going to ask, is there like a cutoff? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. It's about two years. So it, it's really, I don't know. I think it's fascinating. Not that anyone should ever like go get pregnant to break their PR. Well, no, I was just going to say, I mean, we should really put this to the test. Brooke, you're going to get pregnant. (laughs) Wait, let me, wait, let me get in, get back in shape. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I heard, you know, Eric, we're going to test it out. Erica said two years. And I immediately thought you missed it. You missed the two year. Yeah. You missed your window. You missed your window. No. (laughs) Anyway, that's a whole, like whole deep, interesting conversation, um, that is out there, but not really talked about. Um, Yeah. So, so, so you do the Pilates mostly for, for the workouts, the workout stuff that you do. Stuff that I, stuff that I teach online is I call it Pilates infuse because Uh I mean, not many people have Pilates equipment in their house. Right. I was (laughs) going to say it's like a reformer or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. no. So I will do that with private clients. Um, but all my online stuff and programs that I teach, it's all mat based. We'll use like band exercise bands. I have a small ball that I love because we do a lot of fascial work um, for you know for all clients, um, not just our prenatal ones. Um, and you know we'll use like light weights or kettlebells, things like that. That's just everybody can have at home, so that way it makes it you know makes it so you can do my style of training, but without having to have expensive equipment in your house. It's fun if you have access to it for sure. Well, sure. But <laughs> okay, so can you? Um, walk us through, I guess, all the different business avenues you have, because you are, you instruct Pilates, you do online stuff. You're also teaching out of your home. You do the pre pre and postnatal. You do, what was what I'm reading? You do a lot of really cool stuff. And I find it, thank you. you know, one incredible for someone that's in, in fitness teaching and able to keep the amount of focus that you need on each of those, you know, um, projects. I might have a problem, Brooke. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, I, no, you don't. I, I want to, I want to work. I want to hire you. I, uh, I, oh, I was just going to say, I, I really need two of me for probably doing all the things I want to do. I've got some things coming coming down the road as well. So, okay. What do I have? So I do do some private training still. I'm always of the belief that like you should not stop because that's where you learn, right? Even if it's not a lot of hours, it's still where you learn when you're getting your hands on people and teaching and all that. Um, you know, I have a book of what uh, I do is online, right? I have three different programs that we've just, it's just been an evolution of one thing after the other. So there's the prenatal program, which is what I started with. So from doing DVDs, it was like, then we made everything digital and I fil- filled in the gaps with education, deep core, birth prep, all that kind of stuff. And then it was like, okay, I had all these moms that were, you know, struggling with pain and dysfunction. I was like, okay, well, we need to create a program for that. Cause you shouldn't be suffering in aches and pains. 
So that's where then I created my core rehab program and, you know, made it all, you know, online videos with it so people can follow it to help heal their body. And then out of that, I had my clients and students saying, Erica, okay, I love core rehab, but like, can we go into like, is there a next program after that? Cause like, I want more, I want more challenge. Um, and so that's where then I created my core studio workouts, which is the Pilates infused. So it's got my foundation of what I teach, but getting people back into, you know, Pilates and some yoga and some deeper core training, um, and hit and like all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's the bulk of like the, what I offer and stuff online. And then I also have a pre postnatal instructor training course, um, because I created that years ago because I was like, uh, we need to teach instructors. Like that's where a lot of this needs to start is at that fitness level with instructors changing the way that they are training their pre and postpartum women. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that. And I'm actually in the process of, uh, well, I have a little bit of equipment. I have my ball and I want to create some more stuff, just, you know, time resources, all of that. And then I am getting ready to launch a small supplement line with some collagen and vitamin C and branch chain amino acids. And those like staple things that I feel because you needed one more thing to do. <laughs> I know. <Sorry. laughs> I like listening to that. I'm like, okay. And then you've got, you know, the cheer and the, you know, like, or the, the track and the, you know, all this other kind of stuff going on. Yes. Like, yeah. So, so are you getting up at 5am now and doing some work and then taking the kids to school? And then, I mean, like how, how are you balancing all of this for, for, cause I feel like there's so many moms that, I mean, obviously the best thing for, you know, moms that are, that are able to stay at home or like to be at home with their children and they want to start something, you know, a lot of that is, I mean, has this been something that's grown larger since your kids have gotten a little bit older Cause you know, I mean, when they're, when they're younger, yeah. you know, there's still like two at home and one's at school, but only like for half the day. And then, you know what I'm saying? So like, to yeah, I mean, I say, that. I mean, it's definitely, I, I, I've said before, like, I feel like I actually, I got busier as each child was born, not just mm -hmm. because of the kid, but because of the work I was like, Oh, I got to grade this and this and this. Um, and is it the right way to do it? I don't know that I would say yes. It's just been my evolution. Um, and when you have something like inside of you that you just are like, if I don't do something with this, like I can't sleep, like that has been my experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I will literally drive myself crazy if I didn't do something about it sometimes. Um, and it's just, it's been kind of a, like one foot in front of the other thing, you know, where I didn't go about this saying, Oh, I'm going to build this big company and do all this thing. That's actually been a little bit of a newer thing of like, okay, I've done all these pieces where do I want to go? What do I really want to do? That's what I'm thinking of now almost is like, what's the even bigger picture. Um, and so it's, it's exciting and kind of scary. And like, how the heck are we, do we do all these things? But because it really has been, you know, setting up the infrastructure and does it still need some work? Sure. I'm not the most organized person in the world. I'm the creative. <laughs> well, you're getting to a point where you can hire an organizer. Yeah. Yeah. We, and, and yeah. I do have some help. Like I don't run everything on my own. I can't. Um, so, you know, and that kind of, you know, and so it's, yeah, I don't know. You just, you have to put a, a good team together and, um, but you also have to be smart with building a team too, because I know, and I've seen people hire, hire too big too soon and they're not ready for it. And so and I actually did that at one point too, because I thought I was ready for it. And then it was supposed to grow and it didn't work the way it would. But again, it's, you know, growing pains, learning mm -hmm. in growing a business. And so, 
it is really important to hire the right people. And while, yeah, I have days where I'm like, should I be doing all the things I'm doing? No, (laughs) but I'm, but it's also like, okay, I'm not necessarily ready to fully hand it off yet. And I don't have to, right. So there's that whole thing of, I think in the entrepreneurial world, there's, there's some really good advice out there. There's also some really not good advice. And, um, I also think it depends on what business you're in, right. I will say like being my business is mostly like business to consumer. And so sometimes it's, it's a different from a sales perspective. It's a little bit different because if people are selling like business to business, then that other business owner is thinking, Oh, what's my return on investment. It's almost an easier sell. Mm -hmm. Right. Then like a consumer, I'm always working on my women and my moms and like, okay, well, this is investing in you. And so many women don't value themselves enough to one spend money on themselves, but Mm -hmm. to actually take the time. And what I teach is not a quick fix. Like there's some things that will give people like, you know, a quick, like, oh my gosh, my back feels better within a day or two, or, you know, sometimes we've had women who've had back pain for over a decade and in three months it's like gone. And I'm like, that's just so freaking amazing. And I love that, but we have to get women started and moving to even be able to get there. It's easy to say, Oh, I'm going to go buy myself a handbag and spend a thousand dollars or $500. But you know, sometimes when it comes to investing in you and then, Oh, I actually have to do the work. Mm -hmm. It's a different mindset. Um, so anyway, that's like a part of of all of this running a business is like, you know, the marketing and sales behind it. And I've actually gotten to a point where like, I don't, I don't even, I don't sell anymore. I just, I'm like, Hey, this is what I do. You don't take my word for it. You can read like all these oodles of testimonials from women. Um, because I'm just the person teaching it. And, uh, you know, it's actually you doing the work to get the results. Cause you have to apply, you know, what you're learning and things like that. So it's been, you know, fun evolution, lots of learning about marketing, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) which is constantly changing. Oh yeah. Don't get me started on social media. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're like, I went from DVDs to social media. Yeah. And social media is like a long journey. Yes. You could spend all day long on social media and I I refuse to do it. You guys, I refuse it. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. 
Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. actually do um I I'll, I I'll share what I do and hopefully this maybe help some women or moms or entrepreneurs listening is I have learned if you actually spend more time living in the space and the visualization of what you do want like visualizing women who need you or whoever your you know your people are right visualizing them finding you I'm always like trolls don't don't come to my world like if you're not ready for me you can just scoot on by and not find any of my stuff. And I'm like, if you need me, I'm here. I'm here when women are ready to change their life and stop living in pain. And when I started really embracing that attitude, then I'll tell you the troll stopped. It was the coolest thing. Cause I think this started like, gosh, when my stuff started getting bigger, I think it was like 20, 17, 2018. And when you start getting more exposure, like you're bound to get like some, yep crappy comments. And, and I'll tell you when they first happen, Oh, they would just destroy me. And then it almost gets you doubting yourself. You're like, should I be even doing this? And then I'm like, but wait, no, this works, you know? And so anyway, doing a lot of work around that is so huge. And when I really did, and I did kind of what I just said, like they like stopped, we rarely get anything bad. And I'm just like, you know, you can just go on away. We don't need, I don't need you because you're not ready for this. And you know, if someone's not ready for change, you can't change someone. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Trolls. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there are. They don't, I have, and I'm like, not in my world, not in my world. I'm like, no, (laughs) you're not allowed. I'm interested in knowing if, uh, anything comes to mind. What were some of the I miss, I guess like misconceptions that a lot of us might have thought about training while pregnant, um, probably due to like the overarching chatter amongst like the fitness community or, or doctors or what's been told for so long. What are some, maybe like something that might be surprising or come as a surprise to a lot of people listening of something that we've, uh, I guess, big majority of us have thought like, oh yeah, that's, that's what you do. Or that's what, that's what happens. Or that's how you change this when you're pregnant. But in fact, it's wrong. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> well, start listing them. Cause I'm, I'm so interested. Okay. So the first one that comes to mind is the whole myth of like, you can't let your heart rate go above 140. That is a load of crap because it depends on your fitness level. Some women's the heart rate's going to go up easier than others. Right. And so we actually should go by what's called the talk test, which is you should be able to carry, like, say you're walking, for example, you should be able to carry on a light conversation. If you were walking with a friend, if you're chatty, Kathy, you could pick it up a little bit. And if you are like noticing, like you're feeling really winded, you need to slow it down. Like that's actually better advice than just following your heart rate. Um, the other one is the laying on your back. 
Um, because they say, you know, when you're on flat on your back after, you know, 20 ish weeks, like you're cutting off, um, blood flow to baby. Okay. Well, but as soon as, which there's not really many exercises I can think of, we should be doing on our back when we're pregnant anyway. Um, and so what I will teach, I teach like a hip roll example, um, exercise because it's so good for pelvic floor, keeping, um, articulation in the back. So women's backs don't hurt. So once you are, have your hips up in like a hip roll bridge position, that is no longer a concern. And, and all the clients I've worked with over the years, I don't ever have any women who have any problems on their back until typically about 36 weeks. So I'm always like, you can lay on your back a little bit. Me, we're not doing it for all night long. You know what I mean? So it's one of those, like being just smart with it, listening Mm -hmm. to your body. That's the biggest thing with pregnancy is listening to your body. That really is the best advice. Um, and then the other one, cause I've spent so much time the last handful of years, really working with pregnant moms to prepare their body for birth. And I've actually been blown away at the results that we get from women that I don't even work with one-on-one. They just do the online, you know, knocked up fitness program. And we do a lot of working on deep core training. We're not doing crunches. We're not doing intense ab exercises. When you're pregnant, you do not need to do actual ab exercises and you will be strengthening your core when you do it the right way. So we spend a lot of time working on releasing and relaxing through the belly, through the pelvis and the pelvic floor. Cause we don't just want to release the pelvic floor. Our entire pelvis, right. Needs to open and expand. And when we can work on that, guess what happens? She minimizes and even potentially prevents tearing. And this is even with first time moms. Like I'm blown away when I hear these stories because what that does, and Jenna, you've had multiple babies. And if you've had a chance of having- I got snipped. <laughs> snipped, yeah. Um, oh, episiotomy? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, it was yeah. back in those days. Yeah. I just like to, you know, try to just make your vagina run right into your butthole. Yeah, they're yeah, like, they you that. know what? We yeah. don't need this. Yeah, we don't need this at all. We just, we'll just make it big enough to, you know, whole thing. Yeah, they did that with me on my first one and it was unneeded. Like we didn't, I didn't need it and I didn't even know what it was after I had it and scar tissue, I felt it for nine years and I'm sure you did too. You might still have problems from it. I might still have problems. I don't have problems um, from it, but I definitely, I mean, the thing is, is I think that they were saying that most people necessarily didn't need it. But I think no, doctors at, at the time that. that I was having babies were like, we're just going to make this a little easier, you know? Yeah. You're, we I, actually I know now to like stitch up or something. I think there was a little bit know. of the thought of that. It heals better if it's cut, but we now know that's not the case. Yeah. Um, there's a rare need for it. If a woman is really going to tear excessively, but what we know now tearing a lot of tearing ca- is caused from is because she's too restricted and too tight. And so we've got, to oh, work so that's on... why these exercises mm-hmm. are so important. Got so, it. So yeah. And, and when I teach her how to strengthen correctly, so sorry, my cat is like trying to jump up here down kitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we do a lot because we've actually discovered over the years, again, whether this was with pregnancy or even in core rehab, a lot of conversation around relaxing our pelvic floor because we've discovered, and I've had many conversations with, um, amazing pelvic floor physical therapists that are in the fascial world and discovering that, oh, we're actually getting, um, more tearing more, so more injury of the pelvic floor because more severe tearing, right. Um, or pelvic organ prolapse, which again can happen way down the road incontinence, things like that, because she's too tight in our pelvic floor. Right. And we've been told to do Kegels and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze our entire life. And ladies, for most women, that's actually causing more problems because we're 
we are contracting the pelvic floor in an imbalanced way and it, it can cause problems. Um, so we, like when I always teach women about pelvic floor, we talk not just about like a Kegel, for instance, I'll give this example. Like a lot of women think that their pelvic floor is like the size of a quarter when mm-hmm. it's actually like, I always hold my fingers up more like the size of a diamond at the base of our pelvis because it runs from our pubic bone to our sits bones, those bony parts, and then all the way back underneath our tailbone. And if you just do Kegels, you're mainly working the fronts, maybe the middle, and you're never getting the back. And most people squeeze their butt, their glutes to like activate their pelvic floor. And I will tell you, we have a pregnant mom that tucks her butt, squeezes her glutes, and she's gonna have a harder time birthing that baby. Oh yeah. And activating her pelvic floor because she's cheating because she's tight. And so we, so much tightness and so much restriction and we don't just release. That's why I teach with the small ball. We do a lot of fascial work and it's not just about deep stretching and things like that. It's actually using breath, using some movement, getting into our, more of our fascial system instead of just our muscular system from a movement. And it just like changes the game for making you stronger, but like, but it gives you more like pliability. So you can, can lengthen more easily and open up. And and then the cool thing is is we see our mom's postpartum recovery is so much easier when she does the work during pregnancy. And I would notice that when, whenever I work with women one-on-one that if I worked with her during pregnancy, like her core within a couple of weeks is starting to wake back up and she's getting back into her movement so much quicker than a woman who didn't. And now we've got to start from scratch and wake, wake her core up. And the cool thing too, about pregnancy is women have that tactile feedback of having a baby inside her belly. So she feels things differently than she's mm-hmm. ever going to feel in another time in her life. So I always tell women, I'm like, you know, cause when I get pregnant moms are like, oh, well, I'm just going to wait till I'm done having babies to get my body back. I'm like, no, no, no. You oh, it won't be- come back necessarily. <laughs> You need to be doing stuff now while That's you're pregnant. That's a very bad idea. Between babies. Oh, I hear right. all the time. Between babies, especially. Um, and I don't know. It's just, there's so much, there's so much possibilities. And uh, I know I kind of got off and you were asking me about the. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> no, that's and that's the, fine. The other one I wanted to mention was the postpartum, right? The waiting six weeks thing like drives me bonkers. Like, I, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. And I'm always like, listen to your doctor, right? We should not be going back to the gym. We shouldn't be running. We shouldn't be lifting heavy weights, doing exercise, you know, um, you know, till we've rehabilitated our body really, right? So that's six weeks, but not doing anything in those first six weeks, you're going to lose a lot of strength, right? Cause we lose regardless of pregnancy or not, or man or woman, right? You can lose, you lose your strength twice as fast as you gain it. So if you've done and worked on continuing working out, done all your deep core stuff while you're pregnant, and then you do nothing for six weeks, you lose so much strength. So I always encourage my moms, like as soon as you can, we're doing breath work. We're doing really gentle movement. Like it's not working out. We're not exercising. We're talking about like movement, right? That's why I approach things as movement. We're doing healing movement. We're paying attention a little bit to our posture. And it's not like, it doesn't consume you. It just becomes part of your life. I'm like, you're always moving. And most moms who are having babies already have another toddler or someone they're chasing around too. And so there's all these components of movement in our life that we don't really think about, oh, we could be doing them better. We could be breathing better. We could be holding ourselves better. We can wake up that pelvic floor deep core soon after having baby in a really easy, gentle way. That's not causing harm. But what happens to most women, because they're not told because their doctor says, okay, 
you go to your six week checkup. Oh, everything looks good. You can get back to normal life. And women go back to their pre-pregnancy exercise too soon and cause a lot of damage, cause diastasis recti, cause pelvic organ prolapse, cause back pain, because at six weeks postpartum, I hate to break it to women, but your relaxin, you know, the relaxin that causes the laxicity through your ligaments is not out of your body till closer to six months. So women who start to go, I mean, I've heard this so many horror stories from pelvic, pelvic floor physical therapists that work with young moms, even like twenties, thirties having, um, you know, major pelvic organ prolapse because they went back to their intense exercise too soon. And it's like, so what you're saying is they're going from like nothing. And then they're like, okay, six weeks is up. I'm, you know, jumping back into classes and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go for a run. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so my whole thought process, what I work with my women is I'm like, okay, if we would just slow down a little bit, take our time to rehabilitate our body, which is what core rehab is designed for. Mm-hmm. And then as she's getting stronger, relaxing is getting less in her body. And even if you're way past, you know, even if you're like, Oh, Erica, it's been three years or 10 years. I haven't done anything. You right. know, it's the same idea. We still got to like start from a foundation, build our strength up. And then we can gradually start to increase because my goal for women is that she can do the activities in life that she loves, right? Because so many women and and they're getting younger and younger where they're like, man, I've had to stop doing this, this, or this because I'm either peeing my pants or my back hurt or my knees or my neck or whatever it is, like insert any sort of dysfunction. And across the board, I say it's all either preventable and we can heal it. I mean, there's outliers, of course, if someone's been in a severe accident or things like that, but even that, I'm proven wrong all the time. (laughs) What does, um, I guess some of the, when I hear like pelvic floor exercises and I have a, I have a really good friend actually who had to work with, I don't know if she still is, but, um, she had overactive pelvic floor. So that's that's not uncommon. And you know, so she was so tight, tightly wound down there that it would cause her a lot of discomfort. I mean, I had times when I was competing when, you know, I was around my, I think it would even happen when I wasn't on my period, but when I was having a lot of cramps, certain exercises, like in the middle of a workout, by the end of it, I, you know, I would be so tied up in my, you know, pelvic floor, I guess, just with the most gnarly cramping, like everything was like, it's almost like I couldn't get it to release or like yeah. relax. I, you know, be in the bathroom in the fetal on the floor, just like waiting, oh. like walking, like waiting for it to pass. And that didn't happen all the time, but it definitely happened when I was in the middle of like menstruating and had, having a lot of cramps, certain workouts, certain movements would kind of ignite that sort of reaction. I don't have that problem anymore. (laughs) That's not fun. No. (laughs) When I hear pelvic floor exercises, like there are certain things because I have a, I mean, I grew up, I danced into college. We did a lot of, um, you know, we did a lot of Pilates and floor and a lot of things like that. So there's, I definitely know the feeling of what I can imagine. It'd be like to sort of try and release or lift or strengthen that area. But can you give us some can you describe that? You know, what are some, in the best, in the best way that you possibly can to try and describe yes. like some, like some of the exercises or like, what are the ways to target the pelvic floor? Yeah. So 
because so many women are tight, especially if you have a history of being an athlete working out, um, dancers, gymnasts, especially because you're so you're taught so much about drawing the pelvis underneath. And so, right. If that pelvis is tucked under all the time, you're really tight and restricted. So part of it is learning to allow our pelvis to become more neutral. And actually women should have a little bit more of an anterior tilt. You just don't want to overcorrect because we don't want to hurt our low back either. Right. So there's a little finesse of that. So part of it is learning to stop gripping your glutes. So we'll have women who are like, Oh my gosh, Erica, I'm standing at the kitchen counter cooking dinner. And I notice I'm just like squeezing my glutes. So the part of it is just like letting your glutes go and learning to actually use like like from a fascial perspective, we have a line that goes from like the arch of our foot through like inner thighs, hamstrings, pelvic floor, top of the head. So sometimes just as simple as like not thinking of our, like our glutes to hold us up, but like this deeper layer, right? So this lengthening, and I will say lengthening lightly through our body is a really good cue that I hear from my ladies that are like that. They just think about that all day long (laughs) and it helps her to release because we're not segmenting just a part of the body. So that's part of it. The other thing is honestly, just spending some time with your breath, visualizing, like relaxing, not just your pelvic floor, but like between the hip bones, right? Because we know that, um, tightness in the hips, the inner thighs, the hamstrings, the quads, all that can affect up into the pelvic floor. So it's like, it's a chicken and egg thing. Is it the pelvic floor that's causing the inner inner line to be tight through our leg? Or is it the inner line tightness that's causing our pelvic floor? to be tight. So it's not always about the pelvic floor, like the pelvic floor. Yes. It functions on its own to a degree, but like for the body, everything's connected. So what's going on with our legs and through our pelvis as a whole really can affect our pelvic floor. Um, and I, we've, I probably like to have heard of like the, so your psoas, right. That's Mm -hmm. the muscle that kind of connects from the front of the hip through the back. Well, that could be potentially causing restriction down into the hip, which can, connect into the pelvic floor. So there's never like one muscle, I feel like responsible for causing tightness. Um, but a couple, like a move that I, I like for my ladies to do, there's two, one is where you just lay on your back, you bend your knees, feet are flat, like a crunch type position, but you're not doing crunches. And we just gently rock the pelvis back and forth. And you just try to do it with your breath and not your glutes and hamstrings. Cause what women will first notice, especially when they start car rehab, they're like, Oh, I just squeeze my glutes and move my pelvis. So that's a good move to start to teach your brain. A lot of what I end up doing ladies is like, we're, we're brain training to retrain our body, what it actually should be doing. So when we're rocking that pelvis back and forth, you can do it seated. It's just easier when you're not sitting and pushing down on the pelvis. Um, and just noticing like, oh gosh, as I go to tilt my pelvis to try to activate my pelvic floor lightly, um, am I squeezing my glutes? And when I go to arch, right. Am I pulling into my back? Do I get any back pain? We want to stay out of pain. So sometimes women have to barely move their pelvis to try to find that deep connection. And then as they find it and they get stronger in the deeper layers, we can increase ranges of motion. Um, and a big tip that works well is because we've been taught to squeeze and grip so much that I like to use like a percentage. So, so many times I'm telling my ladies, like we have to activate our pelvic floor, deep core, like 50%, like, okay, you're doing those pelvic tilts and you notice you're really squeezing now do it 50% of that. And so in the beginning, most people will be like, but I feel like I'm doing nothing. Okay. Well, that actually can be a start in the right direction. Cause we have to get out of those grippy patterns. Um, another move that can be good is think like child's pose position, right? Everyone knows what that is, but instead of your butt tucked, 
I do what's called an arch and round. It's like a froggy position. So your butt's up in the air. And so when we lift the pelvis up and we're trying to like pull up from the sits bones, we can start to spread through the hips and the pelvic floor. And that one can feel really good. Um, it's also a really good prenatal one too. I teach a lot of that one for my mom's preparing for birth because we want to do a lot of that releasing, but that can be good too, especially if women have any prolapse or anything, just to feel like your pelvic floor pulling up into your body and taking that weight off of it. Um, and kind of doing that same thing of like, can I actually find my pelvic floor or am I noticing I'm using my glutes all the time? So just getting out of those grippy glutes is like getting people in a step in the right direction to actually activating her pelvic floor correctly. Did that just go over everyone's head? No, no, no. no. Okay, good. No, I was, I was, I was visualizing. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was just like visualizing. I know I was too. I'm like sitting, I'm like literally sitting on the chair, like kind of like going like, yeah, I was, I, I was know, visualizing like, like the, uh, I love it. I was visualizing sort of, you know, the child's pose, but more like hips up and, yeah. and I'm going to be honest with you. It felt good. Yeah. So when we get out, thinking about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel it's, I feel like it, is it, is it like, uh, what do those people do when they do like the sun gazing with their butthole? Oh, it's, yeah. Sun. It's you, it's uh, <laughs> you sun your butthole. And that's so funny that you brought that up. Isn't that, isn't that the same thing? <laughs> you know, that's yes. So I, 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 oh, no. yes, I guess it would be, <laughs> like, your, your butt's up in the air. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. okay. Gina, Gina, what's funny is, um, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking about because right? I've done it one time. I, I know my butthole one time. And you're the one that told me about it. <laughs> how, do you think, how do you think I would have known about it unless you had told me about it? And then, so she's explaining it and talking about her hips opening up. And I'm thinking that's the butthole gazing for sure. That's, yeah. Uh, I was, yeah. you know, I, Emily Abbott introduced, introduced yes. us to butthole sunning. And, um, I will <laughs> tell feel? you you know, I did feel happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Listen, it's a weird feeling. It's even more weird. Cause there was like four of us on the beach <laughs> in a row and it was kind of like a private beach. So we were like, yeah, let's just sun our buttholes. And, um, there's just I like had... a dad with his kid walking by <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a dog what? comes over, starts sniffing you guys, you know, and like, you know, Emily had talked to us about it. Um, I don't remember all of what's supposed to happen when you allow sun to go there, but it did to go through did. and then end up in your heart. I honestly, I in know. a weird way, it, everybody almost, knows that that butthole's connected to the heart. It, <laughs> sorry. I keep yeah. Geez, Gina, <laughs> in a weird way, it made my, it made you feel like you were warming yourself from the inside out. Oh, <laughs> love it. I love it. So very relaxing. Yeah. Um, no, but I did. I'd like that. I, I, uh, you explained it extremely well because I was okay, able good. to follow along. Someone, yeah, have- someone who may not have as, a lot of experience with movement or maybe working with different trainers or trying different exercises might be a little bit, they'll need more play tactile cues or being able yeah. to watch you show it on like on a video or on your online training. Um, but I did. I was able to, I was walking through it with you. Awesome. Yeah. See, yeah. That's it wasn't, me and Gina wasn't, were like this. I know. Both of us are like thinking about it. <laughs> I'm actually visualizing it right now. Oh, do you, and this could be like what you discuss with, with clients or you teach, or you have educational information. 
Um, or maybe you studied it in school or it's an interest of yours. We had a woman on our show a long time ago and we just were talking about same idea, the importance of strengthening your pelvic floor, the hammock is what we talked about and how a lot of people probably think women think that we need to strengthen it, but they actually, in fact, need to relax it, um, which is what you were talking about. But the idea around like the hammock that's kind of holding up all of our organs and how when that we don't X strengthen that and we start to get a sag, it can cause a lot of other internal problems as far as like positioning of our organs in our body. Remember that conversation, Gina? Yep. Okay. Um, have you, do you have any thoughts on the matter or, I mean, cause I found that extremely interesting and thinking about that for women, regardless of if they are peeing their pants, whether they're doing double unders or, yeah. um, you know, go having a baby or just had a baby that, you know, that idea is like, everyone needs to be fixing their hammock. We can't have yeah. hammocks. You gotta, gotta have an enforced hammock. Yeah. So it kind of what we talked about, right. Is it's, we want it strengthened in the right way. Mm -hmm. So if people just go about the squeezing, squeezing, squeezing their pelvic floor all the time, most women are too tight and that's actually causes more problems. And yes, some women's pelvic floors are too weak, but across the board, we're finding more women are too tight. So that's where like I teach women, yes, we want to release. We also want to strengthen, but we have to strengthen the right way. So like when I teach it, it's about addressing the pelvic floor within the deep core. So we know now from research that to optimally, which is I'm all about optimally doing things to optimally strengthen your pelvic floor, you're not just going to strengthen your pelvic floor. It's like strengthening your entire deep core capsule, which involves your breath. It involves the layers of fascia in the abdominal wall, the layers of fascia along your spine and, and fascia goes all around your organs. And so while yes, your pelvic floor helps to hold up your organs to a degree, there's, because there's all this fascia through our abdominal, everything inside, it's actually more of a suspension. Like it, it, it's kind of all suspends itself. Um, and like working on rib cage connection and believe it or not, posture, just posture alone can negative, can positively or negatively affect our pelvic floor. Like if we're sitting all day and we're really constricted, right. Just even ladies right now, like just like, no, I just, I was, like, I was like, doing? that's what I was doing. Like, I literally yeah. was like this. And I just went, Oh, <laughs> so if you're just like that, a lot of your day, try to lift your pelvic floor. It's like really hard. And then most people start to grab or they got to use their glutes to squeeze. And so we have to like become more graceful with our body, stop squeezing, stop gripping, but strengthen in a way that is very gentle and fascia likes to be worked gently. So my example on that is like, that's why I use a soft, um, a soft, small exercise ball when we do fascial releasing and we can have women roll on it with their pelvic floor to just kind of even tactile EQ, wake it up, you know, um, and the ribs and all this stuff. So it's like, we can't optimally just strengthen our pelvic floor by squeezing our pelvic floor. We actually know now that can cause more dysfunction. So it's addressing the entire body, including, like I mentioned too, right? Our pelvic floor can be tight because of our hips being tighter, inner line being tight. So that's why like in core rehab, for example, I address the whole body. We actually start with posture. Posture really is the number one. And it's not about having perfect posture either, right? It's okay to slouch from time to time. Like it's okay to give yourself a break, but for the most part, we need to carry our body tall. We need to be able to breathe out wide into our ribs and we have to use breath 
to really learn to activate our pelvic floor, not movement. I mean, to a degree you can, but for optimal, you really breath is a big part of it. And I know people say, well, Erica, I don't breathe all the way down into my pelvis. Like, well, no, not technically, but there's a response. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, like your body's kind of going with it. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that whole, yeah, like we can learn to release and relax our pelvic floor just through breath. Right. Right. Now some movement can be helpful. People learn sometimes better through movement. So that's why like the vessel through which I teach things is movement. Um, that's why I like to actually kind of remove the word exercise. Like we're mm-hmm. doing our movement today because exercise for so many women is punishment and tightness and yeah. gripping. And so, no we're not swimming. Doing, <laughs> yeah. so we're not doing that. We're, we're like, we are nourishing our body with movement. And I think if we can start thinking that way and start thinking about that with our pelvic floor, with our body in general, like it can really help shift our perspective that while we can actually do so much healing for our body and prevention of all these aches and pains and dysfunction that women suffer with. And most women don't talk about it. We're starting to talk about it, but most women don't. So, um, yeah, there's my take on that. (laughs) (laughs) It was a perfect take. (laughs) I love it. And you know, just like that really old song goes, you know, the something's those connected to the elbow. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's all connected. It's all connected. (laughs) Gina, how's this song go? My pelvic floor is connected to me. I don't know. <laughs> rib cage? I don't know. Rib, I, I was going to say yeah. rib cage too. I don't know. I rib cage like... kind of goes. We, I should come up with a song. That's yes. a really great idea. Yes. Gina, I'm going to work on a song. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, come up with a really catchy Excellent song job, that's, also kinda, yeah. it's also kind of uh, uh, cheeky because then yeah. people, like, women will love it. Add butthole in there, a little love it. Yeah, and at the yeah, end, there we go. somehow, so and so and gaze into. It'll really catch butthole. the raunchy ones, like. How <laughs> about I actually better? Yeah, I'll let you two help me write it because I think that it could be. You really don't want funny. us to. It's gonna probably have pussy in it, or like, no, you. It's gonna be all raunchy. Erica, you write it, and then what we'll do is we'll kind of we'll spitball potential like swapping words or, or yeah. like phrases. And then, okay, you, like and then you can decide like, and then you can decide which one too much or yeah. not enough, you know, Maybe like I mean? a G version and an X rated version. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll work. I'll put it. it on my to-do list. Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those. You have nothing else to do. Nothing else. To no, do. <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. Before we go, just let our listeners know where they can find you. Okay. So ladies, you can find everything on my website. It's ericazeal.com. My last name is spelled Z-I-E-L and everything's there. You can find me on Instagram. I always invite everyone. If you have a question or you're just like, you just don't even know, you're like, uh, what does what you do could help me? Just, I'm always like, reach out to me and ask me. Cause I, I feel like so many women just don't feel like they, there's anything they can do. And I hear it all the time. And I just always want to encourage women that there's always something that we can do to help you to feel better, help you feel like you can get your life back and, you know, just, and do the things that you love because when we can't move well because of dysfunction, like it sucks and it shouldn't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. You guys, so ask questions and don't be scared. I, I, I can only imagine the, there's probably a large percentage of women that don't even consider that what they're feeling or dealing with is, is, uh, could be fixed or is something that is, uh, that's a problem because I feel like, you know, when you go through pregnancy, which I have not done, uh, everyone's like, clearly Brooke, 
but you, it's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uncomfortable moments and there's a lot of things where it's like, oh, your bodies, you know, we have, we wrap our mind around the fact that like our bodies are incredible and they're made to do these things, but through how we function and move throughout the day and exercise or do these things or whatever our job is, or taking care of the home, constantly moving, we really don't pay attention to the fact of, you know, our, our pelvis is connected to our rib cage and everything is, <laughs> and everything's connected. And as you know, I, uh, women are scared to talk about things that may be considered taboo and everything that has to do with the female form has always been taboo in conversation. Absolutely. But I was going to say, I think you hit something on the head too, Brooke, is that it's, and sometimes it's not even that they're, uh, affer- like don't want to talk about it, but I think also when you don't know what options are out there, or we're still going off of information from the eighties and everything is just considered, you know, truth by word of mouth or whatever you're maybe talking to somebody, but then they'll say, yeah, I'm in the same boat, but you still have no solution. It's kind of like, it's like, there's, um, comfort in numbers. So it's like, I feel shitty. And they're like, I feel shitty too. (laughs) Let's be shitty together. (laughs) We shouldn't fix it. We'll just stay shitty. Yeah. So that's that's so true. That's so true ladies. Yeah. Yeah. And then it it just like, I feel like dysfunction just keeps starting younger and younger. And it's like, you know, then by the time women are 50, 60, like they're just having so many problems. Mm -hmm. And it's like the sooner I'll say it's never too late to work on healing your body, but the sooner you can work on it, the better. Cause you have that many more years of not feeling shitty. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Let's take the shitty out. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, make sure you check out Erica Ziel, Z-I-E-L.com for all of your questions. Find her on Instagram. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to check out, I'm going to go to your website. Oh, thanks, Brooke. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not pregnant. And I was going to say, are you expecting... Oh, April Fool's. Oh. No, but you can learn about prevention. That's what I, that's yes. what I mean. That's what I yes. mean. That's what I mean. You yeah. know, and because a lot of the things that you were talking about, like um, not the myths, but what the actual truth is, I'm definitely feel like I've been on the same page as that, which is pretty comforting for me working in the industry of like health and fitness and working with women and people of all ages. Um, so that makes me happy that I wasn't like, awesome. you know, stuck in like a, you know, false information. However, because I haven't gone through those life experiences, I don't know a ton about it. And I want to know about it. No, Gina, not because I'm pregnant or because I'm planning (laughs) to become pregnant, but because, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, in case you decide to become pregnant. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'll train you. You're funny. Well, no, I'm going to have my, I'm going to have all my, uh, my daughter-in-laws and my daughter check it out. Cause they're yeah. all, they're all looking to have babies. Two That's of them awesome. are trying. Yeah. And then the other one now Jordan's going to try, like he says in like 2023, I'm like, what the fuck? You're going to have all the, all I know they're all the going to have time. them at the same time. Like at least like ease me into it. Like I, I want to spend time with one and the other, it's just going to be like triplets again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Will be. <laughs> Say Erica, thank you so much for coming on and for spending some crazy time with us. Well, thank, thank you, you. Thank you, Gina. Appreciate it. Thank you for yeah. all the wonderful information. Be prepared. We're going to, we're sending, we're going to, our listeners, we're sending some women your way. Awesome. <laughs> thank <laughs> Most you. Most definitely. <laughs> and some men. You never know. We have a lot of men that listen to this with their wives. 
We do. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah, I always love, we do. It's interesting that you said that not to drag on, but in core rehab, I get ladies who are like, can my husband do this with me? He has back problems. I'm like, yes, yes. please have him do it with you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Well, thank you so much again. And, um, we will talk to you soon. Make sure you do check out ericazeal.com. Oh. She really is doing a lot of amazing things and I'm not lying. Me and Gina are definitely going to look into it. You know, it's not every, it's not the idea of like pelvic floor breath work. I mean, a lot of people are doing breath work and meditation and mindfulness and, you know, all of these things, but, um, you know, I haven't been focusing on a specific type of like gentle training for the importance of my pelvic floor. And I've definitely been interested in that whole area of expertise um, to be educated on all of that. And also to hopefully, you know, keep me and Gina, you know, feeling good for a long period of time. So check it out. Don't be scared to ask her questions. She's very intelligent, very knowledgeable, extremely well-educated. Hey guys, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.